Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, good to see you as always, buddy. Good to see you too. How are you guys doing? I'm so excited to have uh, our guest today. We have, uh, I was telling him before the show, the first Badger jersey I ever purchased. Um, uh, the number nine jersey of the one and only Travis Beckham. Travis, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us here today. Appreciate you fellas for having me. It's a pleasure. Sadly, Travis got earned zero dollars for that purchase. You know what? They, they, <laughs> they, they came back a few years later and there was something that they negotiated as far as like player likeliness to give some guys, um, a couple, uh, a, a few dollars. And I think it was like, maybe like they sent me like a check for $2,000 and I'm like, come on. Like I'm still going to Badger game days now. And I see more than that. I'm just, if I do the math and it's like 50 bucks a Jersey, I see more than that. Two, two grand. Come on, fellas. Come on. Well, it's, an, it's an easy payout to say, go away. Yeah, <laughs> Here's two exactly. grand, go away. Exactly. We're going to sell. Listen, my, my, what's funny is the jerseys, my Jersey was sold. I saw a hat once with a 45 and on the back, it said Bernstein and my parents brought all the hats obviously and i still have it but the crazy thing is you like obviously i never saw a dollar of it i didn't even yeah. expect to see it because i just yeah. understood that the ncaa just kind of rips people off my yeah. favorite part was <laughs> you couldn't like in wisconsin i'm sure for you it was harder because your family was all from there for me my you couldn't get the bernstein put on the back of the jersey in wisconsin they wouldn't do it like they, they somehow they knew it was a trademark issue so really? my parents just flew back to New York, went to any other Jersey store, and they, they put Bernstein on every single one yeah. they got. As you guys know, we are, in fact, presented by BetOnline.ag. The football season is in full swing on the gridiron. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 when you do. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, man. Well, Travis, you know, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. I know it's early, yeah, but absolutely. we're happy to have you. And all we do is chop it up and talk about you. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> so I hope you have the answers no, nothing, to your story. No, nothing better than just talking about me. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Travis, you're originally from Oak Creek, right? And you're in high school. You were an outstanding linebacker. It says here you put, you were in the uh, the All American Bowl. Yeah. So Damn, you're the leading tackler. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I I went to high school in Oak Creek. I'm from Milwaukee. Okay. And I don't want my uh, Milwaukee listeners to get uh, upset about that because if I was <laughs> listening and I tried to claim Oak Creek, I would. But I'm from Milwaukee and I went to Oak Creek. But yes, the high school uh, All-American game, the Army National All-American game, 
Um, awesome experience. Uh, it's crazy because um, I watch All American now. Um, and obviously, uh, a little background on that is about Spencer Paysinger. I actually played with Paysinger uh, on the Super Bowl team with the Giants. And in a few of the episodes, actually, Deshaun Jackson, uh, which plays for the Rams, came onto the show about the high school All American game. And we all played the, well, Deshaun and I played together in that. And I think Spencer was a year later. But, uh, but yeah, it was an awesome experience down in, uh, I think it was in San Antonio. Uh, but yeah, awesome experience. Wait, so, okay, wait, go back. Cause um, I'm an All American fan and my wife thinks it's corny because it's on the CW, but I think it's great. I love All American. I think it's great. Do you, but there's a lot of like drama that goes on in that. I, I know we shouldn't like go into this realm, yeah. but did that, did, when you talk to your, when you talk to Spence, like did half of that stuff actually happen? Uh, so I didn't, I didn't want to go into details with them because sometimes some people get a little weird about it. Like as far as like what they can say and what they can't say, but I'll put it like this. I didn't know any of that when we played together. One, wow. the, the main thing is I didn't know he got shot. Like you would think from his upbringing, like he wasn't surrounded around that. Like he was a very, like very chill, very respectful kind of guy in which Spencer is in the movie, but the background, it doesn't necessarily portray the, the Spencer that I played with. Wow. That's so interesting. I, um, I love the show. So if yeah. that's a huge shout out, I know Matt, if yeah. you haven't watched it, I mean, you got to get into it. Dude. I have it's, not. Yeah. I have not watched. I'm not even familiar with it. Where, where yeah, can I so find this? It's it's on um, Hulu, I and I think it's Netflix. on Netflix yeah. now. It's really corny, but it's like it's really cool to see somebody's story like that. You know, coming out of where yeah. is it? Out of Compton or Crenshaw? Yeah, yeah. Crenshaw. Yeah, Crenshaw yeah. High School. So this is. So is cool. it like? Is it like? Is it fictional? Is it reenactment? Is it documentary? It's like it's a story. True story. It's based yeah. on a true well, story. It's, okay, cool. It's based on a true story. I mean, obviously. Uh, obviously there with every story you have to sell and there's some stuff that I'm sure is probably exaggerated, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's based off of a true story. Timelines compressed. And that also there is not one, even remotely ugly person in that show. It's like all yeah. nines and oh, tens. Man. I don't even know if there's a nine in the show. It's all tens and like up. <laughs> well, Dude, it's bananas. I mean, Bernie, they don't have you in the show, so it's not all <laughs> all the That's why, why do you just all nines and ups? That's why I'm, I'm not like, in the show. I'm like, Dude, they got these dating apps out here. Just go on All-American. It's just like, Jesus. <laughs> just go on All-American and slide into somebody's DMs. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so Travis, let's get back to you because I love going on tangents. But so what, I actually, what what made you want to start playing football? Um, that's a good question. So, um, I, I grew, so I grew up watching like, um, Brett Favre and Leroy Butler and Andre Risen. And, and I remember, uh, just sitting at home with my mom one day and, and just watching those guys, especially when they played in, in the Superdome and telling my mom that that was going to be me one day. And, uh, awesome story because uh i think my mom was the only person that always believed that i could do it because of course if i'm telling my mom that i'm telling my friends that and whoever else but uh so i always i always played football i always played around the neighborhood uh until i got to organize football and i always played with guys that were uh bigger and, and, and older and stronger than me um and then um organized football came around with with pads and everything and uh, I want to say around sixth grade and, uh, it was just 
like it just came natural to me. Um, and, uh, that was all that from that day uh, on, uh, that was all that I knew. Um, and, uh, again, my mom always told me that, um, that I would be able to do it. I'd still continuously tell my friends the older I got and, uh, yeah, it got me to where, um, I can now say that I would have brought my Super Bowl ring, but I have shoot dropped the ball on that one. Uh, but yeah, so I actually went back to New York two, two weeks ago and, uh, we had our 10 year Super Bowl anniversary. So started sixth grade and then, yeah, got me all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's fantastic. A lot of twists and turns though. So I'm, I'm in, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to talk about like, yeah. cause you didn't start out as a tight end for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. You started as a, you were a linebacker. What were you in high yeah. school? You were a linebacker. And so I was a, I was a linebacker. Um, I was a linebacker and I played a little bit of, um, of tight end. So my freshman year, um, at Oak Creek, I played, uh, linebacker for probably two weeks and then they moved me up to JV. Um, and then, uh, played linebacker there and, um, finished the season, um, at linebacker and then went to linebacker my sophomore year, uh, which coach cook, uh, which is now down in Texas, which is our head coach. Um, awesome human being. Um, and they had me on varsity my sophomore year in which I was like, man, I was like putting a lot of pressure on me. I, I think he believed in me more than I believed in myself. And, um, yeah, finished the season at linebacker. And, um, it was basically like, when I say tight end, it was basically like coach was like, all right, Travis, we need to play, go on offense, just run straight down the field. I'm like, say no more coach, say no more. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's what happened. And there was no necessarily, there was no routes. It was just go run straight. And, uh, yeah. So, so I, when people ask what I played in high school it was linebacker and, uh, kind of, a tight end that just ran straight. Dude, that's so cool. Well, a tight end that runs straight. It's so funny how that turned into uh, you're a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Um, yeah. Which, okay, so I want to get into, I have a funny story, but I have to wait until we get there on your timeline. But <laughs> what is, so what's junior and senior year? Like, are you dominating Oak Creek? Are you dominating Wisconsin football? I mean, obviously enough to go to the All-American Bowl, like, that's, that's really special. What is, what is, what happened after your sophomore year that like catapulted you into like destroying people? Um, so my sophomore year, so Oak Creek has, has historically had very good football teams. And, um, again, I was 15 years old and I was playing with guys, uh, that were on varsity, which were awesome players. Uh, we continuously had D one, uh, players every single year. And, um, my junior year was probably the year that, um, I started to, I started to get recognition my sophomore year, but, but more so stood out, uh, my junior year. And it was just the guys that I was around. We had a really good football team. Unfortunately, uh, it still hurts me till today. Um, we actually played against, um, funny uh nick hayden and uh which actually ended up being my quarterback at uh uw was um tyler donovan so we played arrowhead uh in the semifinals to go to state and we were up 25 to 6 at halftime and we ended up losing 20 25 to 26 and i will never be able to live that down i will never be able to live that down 
so that was my junior year. Uh, man, I, I might start crying. <laughs> Dude, don't I, start I, crying. I never. There's nothing worse never, though. I will never live that down. So then yeah. <laughs> uh, I was surrounded around awesome players my junior year. And then my senior year, uh, it was just kind of like, uh, it was, it was known that, um, uh, I was going to be like the Gatorade high school player of the year. And, um, again, my coaches did an awesome job at putting my name out there and my team surrounded around me, uh, expected a lot out of me in which, um, I loved. And, uh, yeah, so it was pretty much my, my junior and in senior year where kind of, um, I took control and kind of was like, this is, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, uh, in order to do that, I'm going to have to be the best player on this field. And, um, yeah, yeah. And that worked so, out. So it, well, obviously if you're going to the, um, army game, every college must be knocking on your door. So how, what, what, what put Wisconsin above all the rest and, and tell us who else was showing up. So, there was, uh, my, my first letter I got was my sophomore year and it was a written letter and it's from, um, Miami. And, uh, there was a lot of teams, there's a lot of teams, um, that were uh, a lot of colleges that were looking at me and, uh, they were they continuously be at practices, be at games. And, um, once you have a lot of options, there's a lot of you hear a lot of voices coming from different ways and um, you want to figure out what's best for you. So my, my top colleges uh, were Ohio state, uh, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Miami, and Florida state. Um, and I had all five of those colleges. Um, I had all of those visits planned out and uh, went to Tennessee, um, went to Oklahoma and I didn't do any of the other visits. And um, my biggest fan, again, going back to when I said that my mom, uh, always believed in me, uh, I wanted to stay home, uh, to be able to have her watch all of my games. Uh, and I had an extremely huge fan base in Wisconsin, very supportive, uh, Wisconsin, uh, as far as their sports are unbelievable. Um, and, uh, so I ended up going, uh, to Wisconsin and uh, probably one of the, the best decisions that I've ever made. Uh, like that's crazy. So you went to Tennessee and Oklahoma. I yeah. mean, those places must have been amazing. Oh, my goodness. I can still I went to Tennessee the one time and I can still like recite their like school songs. It's like just from the one time that the just, SEC is ridiculous about their, their sports as well. I'm sure. So just from going to those two seeing like those seeing all that those things being a little bit further away from Wisconsin that kind of said like oh maybe I want to stick around yeah I, I was I was always a homebody and I just couldn't see myself I just couldn't see myself going anywhere else and uh to be honest with you I've probably been to one maybe two Badger games before I went to um uh, the University uh, of Wisconsin, but obviously Coach Alvarez is Coach Alvarez, and uh, he's very good at what he did. And, you know, I just decided that uh, Wisconsin was what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. And, um, again, it was it was the, the best decision I, I probably ever made. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely for me also. Yeah. Um, so did you call them, or did they were they on the board? Were they, like, sending you stuff and calling you? Yeah. So, so they were one of the, they were one of the, the first schools to, to, to reach out. Um, coach Bielema at the time was a linebackers coach 
and um, him and, and Coach Alpery. Actually, uh, Coach Murphy, do you remember Coach Murphy? Yeah, special teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Murphy reached out. Coach Murphy was always awesome. Uh, and it got to the point where uh, I felt so comfortable with them that we would have big games at Oak Creek, and I would call Coach Murphy like, hey, like, all right, so I'm trying to scheme, like, what, what should I do against this? What should I get getting tips from him? And I was like, man, I, I think Wisconsin is where I want to spend my, my next four years. So, well, I think you made a good choice. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think, I think so too. Man. Yeah. I think so, too. so, so I'll tell you my story. Cause I saw Travis come in. I'm like, all right, linebacker, this is great. This dude is kind of like jacked, but kind of gang, like not, 260 pounds like I was 265 maybe. Um, and I'm like, man, I could probably pick on this guy. And the first time we started hitting, I was like, I can't really pick on this guy. Like Travis, something about you, man. You just like, you hit with authority. Like it's, it, it I mean, I was happy cause I am like, Oh, this guy's going to be yeah. pretty solid. Um, what did you think of that fat fullback that was running into you? So I, I, uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't really go to many better games, but uh, I I knew um, you and and watched the the one game that you played, and and I knew that they didn't give you the ball a lot. They they didn't give you the ball a lot, which I was really upset. But I knew that you brought a load with you, and just me coming out of college or me coming out of high school, seeing that. Uh, and just seeing you destroy guys, I was intimidated. Like, yes. And when you say don't, don't, don't dummy down the whole picking on me part, because you picked on me a lot <laughs> and I'll never forget that to this day. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was just awesome. And it, and it was always, it was always out of respect for the older guys. And clearly, um, you've blocked for some of the, uh, best backs in, uh, school history and, uh, that, that holds weight. And uh, as much as I tried to um, make a name for myself by bringing the wood, like it was nothing but but respect for for guys like you and and, and those older guys. What's funny, like the older guys always made the younger guys kind of earn it in whatever yeah. way that was. And yeah. once we hit, I was like, man, okay. And then and then I, I I'm like, dude, during the season, I was like, yo, Travis, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's let's chill. Like I got a headache already from these games of like. You're going, you're, you're crushing, you're going way too hard. Who is the D end? He would go too hard too. He was good. Terrence oh, Jameson? No, Terrence Jameson would go too hard also, but he was a DB. Who is the D end? No, no, D, no. T uh, remember Terrence, his brother played for uh, Michigan. What was it? Was it? What year was it? So that was, oh, that you're right. I, that I thought he was your year because he was on the scout team. Was it, was it Shaughnessy? No, Shaughnessy was good too. He, I, mm. Let me think about it. I, I haven't thought okay. about this guy's name in a while, but he used to go like 10,000%. And I remember guys coming up to me when I was a freshman being like, dude, you got to chill out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we're five and we're like five and five. Like, I'm not chilling out. We yeah. suck. <laughs> and um, now when I was like a senior, I was like, dude, you guys got to chill out. It's like yeah. such a weird. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So you came into. So what, what was the transition like? Like you showed up on campus. Yeah. So it was, um, I was still doing summer classes and, uh, and I, well, I just, so I sh actually showed up during the summer and, uh, wanted to get a, a quick start. Um, and, uh, it was just kind of getting acclimated one, uh, me only coming from Milwaukee. I thought it was freaking, I thought it was like 500 miles. Uh, and then, 
um, just being around guys uh, that I didn't really know um, because uh, in high school, especially getting ready to go to a top top notch college, like everyone's telling you what you want to hear. And then you get thrown into the fire where like, yeah, you're a top recruit, but like, you're a small fish in a big pond now. Now it's time that you got to earn your numbers. You got to earn your keep. And um, it was just kind of me adjusting to to life as a uh, freshman in college and uh, knowing that there's so many outside factors, but uh, school and, and, and football was the reason why I was there. Um, but it, it, it took a while for me to get adjusted. Um, but I think the coaches and um, some of the guys that uh, it also helped that Calhoun was there and Calhoun went to my high school. So anytime I needed some kind of guidance, I would just reach out to him, especially when you guys would take me and throw me in the shower. He was always the one that was uh, uh, cutting off the tape. So but yeah, it was just... that happened to everyone. I've been in the showers with tape. Uh, but at least I never had my helmet taped on. I don't think I did. That was like when you really wanted to get somebody. Oh, Matt, man. we would. So what Travis brings up is actually very fond memories. Um, the old, the upperclassmen in during camp, usually sometimes during the season yeah. would tape a guy, depending on, you know, like if he was going too hard or like, you know, it, it was all, it was actually, I would say more respectful than yeah. it was just like, you know, dude, you're annoying us because you're doing too well. And the coaches are like giving you yeah. a lot of praise and you tape guys up. And, so, you know, we have pillars. So sometimes they tape you to the pillars and they just leave you there. And then what they would do is wait for your freshman buddies to go get a tape cutter and cut you down. The problem with that was whoever helped them was the next person yeah. next week who would get taped. So it was an, it was an endless cycle. Um, it could have been way worse. I thought like getting taped was like bad, but not like that bad. Um, but getting thrown in the showers was annoying because yeah. it's hard to get out of, you know, wet tape is annoying. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Travis, if that happened. I'm, I, I hope you. <laughs> it, it's all good. It's all good. I, I live to be able to tell my, my my kids that I was taped up and thrown in the shower. So. But you know what? It, it happens. I think it happens to pretty much everybody. Yeah. We even got a coach. Absolutely. We got a, the assistant. <laughs> yes. One of the assistant weight training coaches came in the locker room. We grabbed them and taped them up. Uh, I, I felt bad because I don't know. I think I helped I, somebody. I think I taped yeah. them and then I think I helped them, too. Cause yeah. That was ruthless. You seem like the um, kind of guy who would tape someone up. So it was out of, you know what I, it was because I love people. I never made anyone do um, uh death march or any of these stupid things. Like we used, yeah. to, we used to have like a drinking where people just had to drink until they threw up and, and no one made me do it. Chad Coons, like, I went up to him one day, like, you know, Chad, do I have to do this? And he's like, no, I don't really, you know, like, yeah. I don't care. So I never yeah. really made anyone do that, which I thought that was like a little bit taping somebody, not so bad. Yeah, doing that a little bit worse. I listen. The coaches even saw us tape people. Like yeah. They just didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> it was like ritual. It was pretty much ritual. If that's like the worst <laughs> thing, and it's not that bad. <laughs> exactly. um, so, so Travis. So then, after the first season, where you played a little bit of special teams, like you were in the you you were playing. What what's it like to play as a freshman in your home state? Which I think is so cool. Okay, and that, I'll leave it at that because I have a hundred questions afterwards. It, it, it was, it was awesome. Um, <clears throat> because, uh, I, I mean, just being able to play under the lights in high school at a school like Oak Creek was amazing. But then 
when you do it at the University of Wisconsin, it's a completely different, uh, it's a completely different level. It's a completely different feeling. Um, it was awesome, but it, it was, uh, it was kind of upsetting at the same time because you, you, you're so used to being the man in high school and you go to college and I didn't play much. I mean, I played, but I didn't play much, um, as a freshman and it was just kind of, um, figuring out, um, my niche and what I could do to help this team and what I was going to do my next step to be the best player that I could be. And, um, it was just kind of me, uh, rolling with the punches my, my freshman year. And then, uh, hoping that my next few years were going to be better. So, so this is what I I've never actually asked you, but what was like the, what happened after that season or was there talk before to, to move your position? Um, cause it, cause it seems going from linebacker to tight end seems like a big switch, yeah. especially in college after a after a year. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I've seen like, um, I've seen like, uh, like interviews, um, as far as, uh, coach Bielma being like, Oh yeah, well, uh, I talked to Travis, uh, about the, the change and I'm the one that suggested it. No, he didn't. Don't, don't be, <laughs> don't be lying coach. Like, so it was, it was, uh, after our season, then we were, we were, um, uh, in bowl practice and I was playing scout offense and I was like, man, I was like, this is actually pretty fun. I mean, quarterbacks throwing me the ball, like I'm scoring in practice. Like this is a great feeling. So then it came to, um, after the season, I went up to coach, uh, Bielema and I was like, Hey, and this was when coach Alvy announced that he was retired. Retiring. And so then Bielema, which was then my linebackers coach was now the tight end or was, which is now the head coach. And, um, I told him that, uh, I wanted to try out the position and he kind of like giggled and like, and I'm like, no, I was like, I know you spent the last however many years recruiting me as a linebacker. I was like, but I'm being serious about this. And um, went to coach Chris and he was like, well, we'll try it out in spring ball. And uh, it didn't, it, it was good. Uh, but how I, how it was in spring ball uh, wasn't like I, w- I would have had a broke out year. Mm-hmm. Um and then spring ball was just kind of like me getting used to um, the plays, the offense, catching the ball, um, making people miss because I was just so used to being on the other side of the ball the last few years. I had to really figure out how I, how I was going to be successful on the other side of the ball. And then, um, yeah, I went to my sophomore year and uh, Stocko made me made me look really good. Were there any? Sorry, man. Were there any of the guys when you first came in as a linebacker who kind of like took you under their wing and was like, kind of showed you the ropes at all? Because also, like, you came in with with DeAndre Levy, right? You guys were in the same class and Jonathan Casillas. Yeah, that's a heck of a linebacker. That's a heck of a linebacker class right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So at that time, kind of um, uh, picked on me a lot too was Mark Zalewski. Uh, so I guess, so, uh, he still picks on me by the way. So yes, I know. he Same still thing. does every day. I seen, I seen him, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> it was like last year we were at an event and he was still trying to pick up me. I'm like, dude, 
I'm not a freshman anymore. You can't do this. Like it's not 20 okay. years I'm ago. Bro. I'm a real boy now. You can't do this. He was, so, listen, I'm in a group text with him and my brother for fantasy, and it's yeah. every week making fun of me. So <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain and I completely know where you're coming uh, from. Freaking Mark. So uh, but it was just kind of like um just kind of like trying to earn my position. And I would say probably in that in that linebacking core, I would probably say the freshmen were, were, were pretty much there close knit. And I would say the, it was just kind of like us freshmen, like me, Deandre and, and Jonathan Casillas. And then um, it was us trying to bond together to try and earn a name for ourselves um, until we, uh, until I switched over to offense. That was a good room. Though. Dantes was uh, the weak side linebacker. Yeah. Zoo was strong yeah. side. Yeah. Te- yeah, Te- Tezzy was, yeah, Te- Tez, you know, now I think about it, uh, Tezzy would more, I would say if anybody did, it would probably Dantes. Uh, he kind of took me under the wing because um, he kind of took me under his wing and, and just kind of showed me the ropes and was just like, all right, I can show you so much, but now it's just you going out and being a football player. So, yeah. Wait, so just from scout team, you're like, man, I want to try this out? Yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't playing much. I wasn't playing as much as I wanted to my freshman year, and I knew that Owen Daniels and Jason Posiak were leaving. Right, um, and then I make the transition over to tight end, and then remember Crooks was a um, was a linebacker, and he made the transition as well. Right, and um, I was like, man, I was like catching the football, like this is awesome, like this is something that I want to. I could see myself like earning a future with and um, yeah. But also Garrett was in that room too, right? He came in that year. Uh, Garrett. Yes. Garrett was a, yep. Garrett came in with me and he was a, he came in as a, as a tight end. Yeah. Garrett came in as a tight end. Yep. Who else was in that room? Garrett. uh, As far as tight ends or my class. Tight ends. Uh, Um. I can't even remember, which is um, what's his name. Um, super, I can't remember his name. Super nice guy, um, really smart, tall, lanky. Um, uh, All right. Well, it was Crooksy, who I love, but you and Crooksy yeah. are definitely a different yeah. type of tight end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Crooksy then, so then, at, he was fat at the time. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. a little thicker. Um, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who am I oh, was it uh, Javery McFadden? Oh, Javery was a Javery was a linebacker. Did he did he come in as a tight end? He came in as a tight end. Yeah, he did he come moved. in as a tight end. Yep. Yep. And I then uh, who else was there? Sean Lewis would have been there. Mm. Yep, Sean Lewis. But he yeah. moved from. He was so tall. Yeah, he was so tall. His name was Matt. Matt. Uh, Not Matt Perkins. That's me. No, no. Was, I think his name was Matt. I can't think of his last name now. I mean, obviously not Shaughnessy. He was playing. He, he no, was playing D end. He, he was solid class. Yeah, we had a we had a pretty awesome freshman class. Oh my, yeah. So so then after spring game after spring practice like. Coach B is like, Travis, we're going to leave you there, man. You look pretty good. Like, or you look yeah. like you're, you're trending well. Yeah. How did that conversation, like, who was the, who was the tight ends coach? Was it Chris? 
my freshman year or my, my sophomore year was coach Bostead. Oh, okay. Coach, Bo- coach Bostead was a, I mean, he was a, a lineman. I mean, he was, I mean, that's what he wanted to, that was his bread yeah. and butter. And, um, again, like years prior to that, like there was never, I mean, Owen Daniels was awesome, but he was never like, like a slot receiver. I mean, he was, he was your, your tight end, like mm-hmm. your, your normal tight end. And Old school. Why? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, it just got to the point where, um, just in, in spring ball that, that Stocko was, uh, I mean, he was hitting me on routes, uh, where I would be deep, where I would be running slants. And, uh, it just, um, it was just, it just felt, it felt normal. It felt comfortable there. And so, but what was it like transitioning to like running routes? Like, how did that, like, did the coach say, Hey, three steps, put your right foot in the ground and cut to the left. Or like it was <laughs> yeah. more evolved. It was kind of, it was, it was kind of, uh, I, I mean, I, I did work with, with coach Mason a lot. Yeah. Um, and coach Mason, this is the time, like, uh, I mean, I got done watching like, uh, Brandon Williams and, uh, B white was there that ran some of the most clean routes that I've ever seen. Um, and then Jarvis was there and Paul Hubbard was there and Luke Swan who always ran good routes. Uh, so I kind of learned from those guys and just, kind of watching some of the, the, the bigger, uh, wide receivers, how they run routes. And it was just kind of like trial and error, but again, <clears throat> it did feel supernatural. Um, and I, I just kind of like let my ability, let my athletic ability kind of do the work for me. Matt Brown is the name you're looking for. Yes. Matt, Matt Brown. Brown. Yeah. Yes. Matt Brown. Matt, Matty Brown. Oh man. He's it's fun. funny. We, people like text me, like, do you remember this guy? And I'm like, Oh my God, I do. But you like forget, you know, there's so many guys on the team, um, you know, like hundreds, uh, if not hundreds, like at one point, you know, like when freshmen come in, like the start of school, yeah. there's like 130 guys on the team at, at yeah, some no. point. You like walk in, you're like, who are, who are all these people hey, moving exactly. into lockers? Exactly. Oh man, exactly. so, uh, I got a quick question. So one of those guys who, who was a year below you <clears throat> is the tight ends coach now, Mickey Turner. Um, did he have that? Did he give off that coaching vibe then? Like someone who was a little bit more cerebral, did you ever like foresee him like turning into a coach or was there anything that stood out about him? Uh, Mickey was always awesome. And it's funny because Mickey was always, uh, Mickey was a a good looking dude. And so I kind of like, I, I kind of like took him under my wing when he first came in taking him to, to parties as soon as he got on campus uh, and kind of used him as my bait. Um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> Mickey was always, Mickey was always an awesome human and very smart. Um, and uh, the, he was always one of those guys that was going to um, stay extra and watch film. And, and that was from the day that I first met him. Um, and it's got him to him continuously coaching now and doing an awesome job with the guys over there. I mean, he really has done a fantastic <clears throat> job. I, I totally yeah. forgot that you guys played together. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. then go into like sophomore, junior year, you're playing, you're okay. having success. What does that feel like to be like, oh, you came in, you were the, like one of those most highly recruited linebackers. Yeah. And now you're having such success on as a tight end. And then you have your senior year. And I mean, you know, then you yeah. can talk about getting drafted and all the whole nine, but 
how yeah. how how gratifying is that for you to 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 I don't want to say fight for yourself, but like you were, you were your best advocate, I guess, yeah. as wanting to move. How, how much, how great was that? I, um, so again, it, it, and it goes back to high school and it was just, I was just so used to being the guy. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> it's actually, uh, an awesome story because again, Stocko was my quarterback, my sophomore year. And, my first probably five games, four or five games of the season, I probably had like, I don't know, maybe like six catches and <clears throat> I never had a breakout season. So I didn't know what it was like, but it came to, uh, I remember we were at Michigan and, uh, there was, it was late in the game. We didn't end up winning the game, but there was, um, like two drives where, uh, or Stocko connected, um, with me and they're awesome throws. They're very, very important catches. And ever since it's super word, ever since I felt like that, those are the game. That's the game that Stocko earned my trust. And it went from me playing the first like four games with like a total of like five catches. And then that game, I think I had like two or three catches, but from that game on to the rest of the season that put me at second in the nation in receptions and <clears throat> just, just the connection, just the, the chemistry that Stocko and I built just from that one game, it was, it was just, it was lights out after that. And that was when uh, coach Christ um, made a point to um, put me in the position to create uh, mismatches with defenses. That's awesome. So, Dude, but what was it like to try to block somebody? Oh man, I don't miss blocking at all. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it, even until like I played the Super Bowl at two twenty six. I was two hundred and twenty. I was two hundred twenty five pounds my sophomore year in, in college, and um, it was it was tough. And I needed to bring everything that I had, um, and. Um, it, it, it was, it was tough. I mean, cause you're out there blocking guys that are 290 pounds and, uh, it, it was, it was, it was tough. It, it was tough, but I don't miss it at all. <laughs> I, said, I don't miss blocking either. What, what was your favorite college game you played in? Favorite college game. Um, probably, um, oh, man. Um, and we, I think we lost both games, but, uh, just going out there and, and, uh, being able to, and it was super late that we ended up losing, but, uh, just being able to go out there and, and whoop, whoop up on, uh, Ohio state. Um, and I, it always seemed like, um, Stocko had something out for Ohio state because he always threw me the ball and Tyler, Tyler Donovan as well. They always threw me the ball when we played, um, Ohio state. And, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it was probably one of, one of those, those games, um, that I would probably say, um, that were probably like my most, that's a, that's a good question. It got me thinking now. <laughs> well, what was it like? Um, so, so you, you scored in, in college and in the NFL. Yeah. What is the, What's your favorite touchdown in college? What's your favorite in the NFL? 
my favorite touchdown in college was against Ohio State. Um, <clears throat> my junior year, uh, catching from Tyler Donovan, catching a, a pass in the back of the end zone, um, which is in the movie Draft Day. Nice. So, um, and I tried to get some compensation for that, but yeah, they weren't having it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, dirt, <laughs> dirt, dirt bags. Yeah. Um, but um, it was probably that. Uh, there, there was, there were so many, there were so many from Tyler because he was just so agile and just when you thought the play was over, he would just kind of throw up the ball and just be like, Travis, go get it. Uh, yeah. And done it, done it several times. And uh, yeah, some great memories. That's great. And then which one in the NFL? Um, probably against Green Bay. Uh, my third year, uh, Green Bay was, um, Green Bay was, was in New York and it was the third play of the game. Um, and I beat Pepper on the seam route and 67 yards later, uh, I was in the end zone and I had like all my friends up from, from back home, uh, playing green Bay. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I would probably say that was my favorite, favorite catch kind of blacked out. Really don't remember what happened after I got in the end zone, but yeah, that was probably my, my favorite. And that is really cool. Yeah. So, so what, so then, okay. So let's, what's, what's draft day like? Like you, you knew you were, you were going to go in the, in the, in the draft, but what are you, what are you doing? You're not Joe Thomas yeah. sitting on a, a, a um, rowboat. Yeah. 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 I, um, so I, my, my senior year was, was kind of different because I broke my leg my senior year. Uh, so it was kind of like, are you seen anywhere from like second round to like fourth round? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was with my family uh, on draft night and I talked to New York and New York had two picks in the second, two picks in the third. And uh, I was like, kind of ease my way into talking like I'm a college kid and trying to ease my way talking to like one of the recruiters for the Giants. Like, all right, so stop being around the bush. What's going to happen? Like, where are you going to be drafting me? Um, and so um, I was in Milwaukee uh, with all of my family around. Uh, they got rid, uh, or they didn't, this is when they did the first and the second rounds uh, on the first day. So I didn't mm-hmm. go the first or second round. And then again, had my family around um, at a venue in Milwaukee and they did the first pick in the third round. And it wasn't me. It was Ramsey's Barton, a receiver out of Cal Poly. And then, you know, how you watch the TV and, um, I make sure I tell all of my friends and family um, uh, to make sure that they don't call me. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm like, make sure you guys don't call me. Like I have to make sure that um, uh, I can get this call. And uh, yeah, then my phone rings and uh, it's just like, wow, this is, this is actually happening. And um yeah, it just, it was, it was life-changing and, uh, the tears started rolling and, uh, yeah, it was a memory that I'll, a memory that I'll never forget. So, so you see your name on the board, everyone goes bananas. I'm sure your family must've been so proud of you. Yeah. Is it a crazy night? Yeah. So I, I had my friends, so I, I had my friends, I was always super simple. So I, I had all my friends with me and, um, um, I was in Milwaukee and then we went back out to, um, to Madison that night and we just kind of all went out and just, 
uh, I had all the girls put on, uh, New York stuff and had all my boys put on New York stuff. And it was just kind of like, uh, it was like, let's just have a night. And this is um, something that I've been dreaming of my whole entire life. Which, but was New York one of your teams? You're like, ah, I would love to play for the Giants or it's like, yeah, sure. I'll play with, you know, at that point it was like, whatever team picks me. I was, I was pretty much with whoever picks me. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't actually think it was going to necessarily be New York because they had Brandon Jacobs. And obviously as a tight end, you need to block for the running back. And Brandon Jacobs was actually bigger than me. So I didn't know mm-hmm. how that was necessarily going to work. Um, and they weren't necessarily like an, an offense that utilized an H back tight end. Um, but, um, but yeah, they ended up drafting me and, and uh, still uh, cherish them and respect them until this day. And you won a ring with them. I did win win a ring with them. Tore my ACL in the Super Bowl, but it was well worth the ring. I mean, I would probably give up a leg to win a Super Bowl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Okay, so, uh, but I I always love this because you did exactly the reverse of what I did. I did. I played in New York and then went to Wisconsin. You went from Wisconsin to New York. What was that transition like? You know, you were homebody, you said before. New York is a big place with a yeah. big market. Although you guys probably practice and lived in Jersey. Um, what was that experience like? It was, it was like you said, it was, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was a life changing experience. It was, it was kind of one of those things where going to Wisconsin when you're a small fish in a big pond, now you're like a small fish in like the Atlantic ocean. Yeah. And, um, there's just, it's just, a, it's just a different world out there and, and you have to learn to adapt. Um, and luckily they, um, kind of put us up in a hotel and, and away from the, the, the outside factors and, um, um, FaceTiming and, and calling my friends after every practice and letting them know that I miss them. And, uh, I mean, it was probably like two weeks I was out there. I already had people coming out like, all right, this is enough. Like I miss you guys already. So, uh, it, it was a, it was definitely a life changing experience. Uh, but you, that's the thing about life is you have to learn to adapt and, um, yeah, to roll with the punches. So what, what was it like? I mean, giants fans are crazy. I mean, jets fans are worse, but in a worse way, cause that's, yeah. I'm one of them. What is it like to play? Like when you go to the Eagles or you're going to the Washington team now and you're going yeah. to the Cowboys, like what's it like playing in that conference? Cause all those teams have like die hard, die hard fans. And if you go play the Eagles, they like want to, they want to fight you and try to kill you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Eagles fans are, are tough. Like I, and I, I thought that Iowa fans were tough because they're so close to you on the sidelines and like knew all your info talking about your mom and stuff. And like, but it's 10 times worse out in Philadelphia. I mean, they're throwing stuff at our bus when we pull up and uh, I'm like, man, these guys take this football too serious. Like, <laughs> um, but they're, they're, they're very cutthroat. But the thing is, is that um, I mean, Giants fans aren't like that, but Giants fans are very cutthroat as well. It's you're in a big market and they expect a lot out of their sports. And if you don't produce, they are going to let you know that. Oh, oh, they'll let you know right away. They'll, they'll boo you. I mean, throwing stuff at the bus. I think the Eagles, yeah. it was an Eagles Giants game. Matty P, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. Yeah, that was yeah. back in the 70s or 80s. I mean, that's bananas. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they're, very, they're very cutthroat. They are very, very cutthroat. 
What was it like playing with Eli? <clears throat> what was Eli like? Because like, he seems like a quirky, goofy guy. Like he seems like some like everyone says he's like the king of practical jokes. Like, what was your relationship like with Eli? Yeah, he uh, he yeah, Eli had that 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 smart humor. Uh, Eli was awesome. He was um, he was a guy that that was going to lead by um, by his actions. Uh, wasn't very vocal. Um, but he was one of those guys that was going to know that playbook inside and out and was going to be able to, uh, put you in the best position to have success. And, um, yeah, Eli was, he was quiet. He was to himself. Um, but, uh, he was a leader and he just went out, uh, day in and day out and, um, had people follow him. And you you had actually played against Ramsey's Barden like the, a year or two before, right? Because I remember Cal Poly came to Wisconsin yeah. and he gave you guys like a game, like gave you guys like quite a game, and like we and Wisconsin won like with a late field goal, might have been an overtime. Like I, I remember that pretty vividly. Yeah, uh, it felt like for some reason we always played bad against the non-conference games, but Cal Poly did come in and. Uh, they have nothing to lose. Um, and, uh, Ramsey's Barding was a heck of an athlete and big kid too. Yeah. He's, uh, he was probably, I mean, in New York, I was like five pounds heavier than him, but I played tight end and he played wide receiver. And it's just like, well, why don't we switch, switch the roles here, buddy. Um, but, um, but yeah, he, uh, he was a heck of an athlete. Um, and, uh, got drafted before me, uh, to go to New York. And, um, yeah, he was just, I think it ran, can I just seen him about two weeks old? And Ramsey's was about six, six, probably like 230 pounds. So, uh, heck of an athlete. And, um, yeah, I do remember that when, when Cal Poly almost came in the camp Randall and beat us. So speaking of heck of an athlete, who was the <clears throat> biggest physical freak that when you were either in the NFL or college, when you were just like, oh my God, I can't believe this human is this big, this fast, this strong, or any combination thereof? Well, it had to probably be, um, probably like Mario Williams. Uh, oh yeah. With, uh, when he was with the Texans, uh, or I remember like, trying to block Julius Peppers and he just extended his arms and I'm trying to like flail my arms. I can't even grab a hold of them. Um, but, um, but I would probably say like, as far as like physical, like, uh, makes my neck hurt to this day. Uh, when I had to block Clay Matthews, every time I had to block Clay Matthews, we would be in the huddle and, and Eli would call the play and we'd break and I'd run out. No, I had to block on the right side and Clay was sitting right there. And I literally, every time I blocked him, I'd get a stinger. My whole left arm would go numb. And I was just warming my arm up before I got to the line to try and get some extra power. Um, Cause he would just headbutt you and I would just lose all strength in the left side of my arm. And I just, I just hated my life then. You just got to grab him by the hair and pull him down. I did, but then it probably make them probably make them more mad. Then I get try to get stingers on the other side. <laughs> oh man, well, I know I know we're running out of time, but um, oh, I had a question now. I, now I was, oh, so looking at this team now, I don't know if you watch the games in any type of like thorough way, yeah. like Matt and I do. What what would you, first off the linebacker play is outstanding. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, you don't even have to watch the games to just know that. What do you and same with the tight ends? What kind of legacy does that feel like? Because you were in both rooms, so you know that legacy must be real nice. What yeah. What are you seeing that you're like, wow, these guys are killing it in college? And what do you see like for the next level for all three of them, or at least the linebackers? I would, I would, I would probably, I would probably know more so on <clears throat> the level of a tight ends, but uh, the defense uh, and Jim Leonard is doing an awesome job. Uh, did an awesome job in the NFL, uh, doing an awesome job now. And the defense uh, has been kind of carrying us this on the season and uh, they've been doing a great job. Um, but as far as the tight ends, uh, Ferg is, is awesome. Uh, I wish that he would get the ball more. Uh, he's a heck of an athlete and um, he's probably, he well not probably, but he's going to go down as one of the top tight ends. Uh, in, in school history and, and he's, he's earned a name for himself. And uh, I reach out to him once in, once in a while and, and just kind of trying to give him a little pep talk. And, and he's just like, what's up, go. And uh, from, from me uh, hearing that, that the guys respect me like that means a lot. And um, any kind of influence that I can have on those guys, uh, I'm willing to do it. Uh, because yeah, I don't want him to break any of my records, but, uh, I'm like, I want, I want him to be the best player that he can be until he gets close to my records. So So. I, I actually, so, you know, how Matt and I even got connected in the first place was I, the, over the summer, I put together my all 21st century Badger teams. And, you know, I had Matty as the fullback, obviously. And I had you and uh, you and Owen Daniels as, as the two tight ends in your mind taking yourself out of the equation, who, who do you think is the best to do it at Wisconsin, the tight end position? Besides me? Besides you. Is it Owen? Is it Troy from uh, the Valley? Oh, is oh, it... Owen. Owen. I would say Owen. I would say uh, gotta have my, my boy. I mean, Garrett Graham. Oh, 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 Owen's up there. Owen, is, Owen, you got Garrett Graham, you got Jake Ferguson, you got Lance Kendricks. Mm. Um, like, I mean, Lance, Lance was awesome at Wisconsin. Garrett was awesome. Um, and, um, yeah, I would say like, I mean, probably if he's listening to this, I got, I mean, Crooks, Crooks was in there. I mean, he was, he was, he was blocking, doing the dirty work now. Chris, Chris can block his butt off. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I would, I would probably say, I would probably say Owen. I tell you, you bring up Crooks. Crooks was always in the right position yeah. everywhere. He had picks, he had fumbles, he had touchdowns. Yeah. I, I like can't understand because you see you see Andy and you're like, you know, like, oh yeah, this guy looks like he played football. Yeah. I'm like, you're like uh, at like a high level. And then all of a sudden yeah. you like watch he has like every every highlight tape he was like had a play on it. Um he just was like, I don't know, he's like one of those lucky dudes to just be around the ball either on defense or on offense. I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. I would, I would go with OD. I mean, I, yeah. the, the guy was a special, he, yeah. I think he, he, he came in, you know, he came in as a quarterback, but he was, he was not a, really a blocker. They had other guys. Jason Poziak was the blocker eventually went to the, uh, the jets, but OD was like the guy that nobody could figure out, but they couldn't yeah. guard him. He was almost like a Dallas Clark from uh, yeah. mm. Iowa, but like Dallas Clark was three or four years, three years, four years earlier but he, he put his hand down on the ground. OD really yeah. didn't put his hand down on the ground a lot. Yeah. So 
I feel like he almost he revolutionized the position at Wisconsin for sure. And I think he led the yeah. way for for guys like you who, yeah, you're going to block, but you're yeah. better in the past game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had a lot I of agree. good. I mean, I watched Dallas Clark uh, completely embarrass us in 2002 at Iowa. And like, we just couldn't, nobody could guard him. Like, yeah. So you have a good tight end like that. You guys are unstoppable. Yeah. You, uh, if you have a tight end like that, um, I mean, it's, it's a secret weapon. Now the only thing that comes along with that is you have to have a quarterback, uh, that is going to get him the ball. I mean, you just look at something like his, you know, he doesn't run great routes as far as, um, Jason Whitney doesn't run great routes. He just, Tony Romo knew where he was going to be. And, uh, I think once you have that connection, um, it, it's, you're unstoppable. And that's why I wish that, um, we figure it out with my boy, uh, Jake Ferg over here. Cause he's just, he's a heck of an athlete. You just see some of the catches that he makes for the minimal of times that he throw that he's thrown to. Like, I mean, he should end up this season with, he should have 50 catches, you know what I mean? And, and, um, we just got to find a quarterback that can get him the ball. All right. It'll be in the NFL next year. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we're going to have to uh, wrap it up here. Uh, Travis, can't thank you enough for, uh, for you hopping on with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, where can the people find you? So um, I'm uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Travis Beckham. Um, Look, looking pretty clean in that in that profile picture in the suit, too. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and then uh, I think my Twitter is Travis Beckham 47. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, any, any, uh, any other, uh, outlets there are actually, actually DJ on the weekends. So DJ four, seven F O U R. And then the number seven, um, you guys looking for me to DJ your wedding, Bernie, you looking <laughs> me to DJ like, a like my, a my daughter's bar mitzvah. You just yeah, gotta, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you gotta give her, you gotta give her 12 years to DJ. before that. It'll be a few years before that. <laughs> we got 12 years at least. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll think, well, there's gotta be something else in between there. Hopefully yeah, there's so, more celebrations. Exactly. Listen, my 45th birthday is coming up. It's the only one I really care about. Cause I'm going to try to skinny my way into my Jersey. I see what um, you did there. I have to oil myself up for that one, but it's going to be great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, it's, really, it's, a, it's a pleasure, You're 44 man. 44 years old? No, I'm just saying it's, I, I mean, it's the only one I'm looking forward to. Oh, oh, I'm going to be 39. You'll be 45 into 45. Like, I was I mean, like, man, 30, how, yeah. how, how many times did you fail sixth grade? <laughs> 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 that would have been the grade I probably, actually seventh grade was very hard for me. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'll be 39, which okay. has no, no numerical value to me okay. at all. Okay. I Yeah, so 40, yeah. I guess, but... Yeah. 45 it is man and then my high school number is 80 so somehow i gotta live that long i'll fit into that jersey no matter how fat i am it was huge (laughs) Um, so 80 is the goal i guess i like it i like it travis thank you man this this is a pleasure it's uh, it's great seeing you and we'll connect a bunch coming up sounds sounds good fellas i appreciate it not always good to see you man look at you (laughs) all right thanks guys and until next time on wisconsin on wisconsin on wisconsin Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.